0: welcome back you guys to another episode of chats with kath with me kath this week we are going to be discussing um a very tricky subject which is perfectionism but each to their own everybody's different but i want to discuss it specifically because it's something that i have struggled with so Let me know your thoughts let me know if you want to discuss it further or if you want a part two because i do think it's a loaded subject a bit and something that can continue i don't know let me know what you think perfectionism as a whole is something i wholly dislike and it's ironic considering i'm a natural perfectionist Perfectionist. I'm a natural perfectionist but I do definitely want to talk about this and please engage with me in the comment section on YouTube. You can reach out to me on my DMs on Instagram and you can also reach out to me and send me a one-liner or an essay if you like on email on chatswithkath at (laughs) gmail.com. Okay, so as I was busy starting off this whole conversation, I did highlight that perfectionism is a word that I do not like. And the reason being is because I have some attachment to it and it's not necessarily healthy. So I have not ever been diagnosed with OCD, but with the checkups that I've been doing with my therapist and my life coach and everything they have hinted and highlighted the fact that I am more adverse to making sure things are done in a specific way and things are done um, in a way to which I think is like done well and I guess in a sense that kind of highlights a bit of perfectionism. And with that being said, the reason why I don't like this word is because I have been riddled with this entire, I've been defined by this word, if that makes any sense. And for a long period of my time, close to a decade actually, I let it define me as thus because I wanted people to feel or think that when they interacted with me or were in any way associated with me, they were getting either the perfect friend, the perfect work colleague, the perfect daughter, the perfect niece, the perfect girlfriend, the perfect whatever. And as I said before, this is not healthy behavior. And in a way, I had to find better ways to structure my time in order for me to be a bit of more of a productive human of society. And why I struggle with discussing this specific topic per se is because I am still struggling with the pursuit of perfection to this day. And I know it sounds wild, it's like, why are you still um, trying to achieve perfectionism and why are you still like on that route and on that road? The reason being, to be fair, is because in many aspects, when I approach or do something or if I'm doing something for someone, I tend to make sure that I try to do it extremely well And I tend to try and make sure that I do it um, in a way that's not offensive, which is going into why I think the pursuit of perfectionism can get problematic. I mean, there are healthy ways to achieve this because then obviously it leads to um, other good things happening. Like people notice that, oh, you're actually... Um, very good at specific things and you are very good at like um, you know interacting with people in a specific way and in a sense in their minds inadvertently it makes them able and capable to rely on you and trust you with doing specific things and (laughs) with perfectionism This type of behavior, um, in my own personal experience, I've I've had to make sure that I can make it a healthy balance. I'm not saying that it happens all the time, but I've always had to make sure it's a healthy balance. And in terms of what perfectionism means to me, I think I kind of covered that, where I was busy going into how, in my mind... I'm thinking that if I'm going to do something or try to achieve something, I'm going to put my very best into what I do and try and ensure that I achieve it to the best level of my ability. I'm not saying that everybody is the same, never that. There was a time in my life where I was I would think that, okay, if I'm putting all of my blood, sweat, and tears into something, everybody else is probably doing the same thing, which is not accurate at all. People have their own um, thoughts and feelings, and in terms of how they approach how they do things, they do it in their own way, and everybody is different, and... In this pursuit of perfection, I've had to learn very hard lessons in terms of intuition, empathy, and also patience and understanding. And I think those are very important human skills because all those things make it easier for people to tolerate you and make it easier for people to interact with you or to work with you or just to be around you because from what i've noticed in my own experience um there were times where i would be trying to reach a level of perfection or things like that and it turned into <laughs> it turned into a nightmarish experience because people felt that like i was very aggressive and they felt that like I was extremely um out there like really in your face and micromanaging and that is not the type of message I was trying to portray or to um, put out there and it made people dislike me a lot or make people dislike that specific element about me and I'm a person who does take feedback. And if there is a problem or if you have a problem with me, I do appreciate if you come and talk to me and tell me like, listen, I actually didn't appreciate the way you spoke to me or how you treated me, XYZ, XYZ. And in my head, I can register that and then take into account that I need to be more cognizant of how I approach things or treat people and hopefully you in turn are not just doing that to be mean and to be rude (laughs) because there are some people who who think that like my approach of like trying to do things very well even though it is aggressive and everything like that I do know I have improved um there's some people who just do it just to be spiteful and I've had examples have had instances of that and it wasn't very nice because in that in that setting I would also say oh okay well I just feel like you're not doing XYZ XYZ like I feel like I'm doing everything and you're not doing anything at all and um I have no problem in delegating and <laughs> getting people to do other things but um I I do want to meet people halfway where I can approach you with a level of respect and treat you with respect and hopefully in turn you also approach me and treat me with respect with a level of respect and that's how I operate. Where did this straight stem from? (laughs) Oh, Jehovah! Um sorry, I didn't mean to say the Lord's name in vain for any of the Christian viewers. But um, where did this stem from? I think this stemmed from a very, very, very young age in my formidable years or um, impressionable years, I would say. And I think it started when I was sent to boarding school because I went to boarding school at a very young age. I think I was like five going on six but I was five. Hey man, Africa was a mess and my parents had to do what they had to do to ensure that I had a good education and also was well looked after. Um, I was never necessarily alone because I was spending a whole week with my friends and teachers and then on weekends I'd either go to my grandmother's house from my father's side or I would go to my uncle's house or my aunt's house. It just depended on like how it would ine- inevitably work out. But because of that, um, I had to learn very quickly how to have autonomy over myself and to be self-reliant on myself. And with that being said, it's... There were a lot of things that um, I was being taught, but I was being taught more in an educational setting and um, taught in a way that like it was more student to teacher. It wasn't like uh, parents, (laughs) um, guardians and people who would mostly spend more time with you and um, approach this uh, approach, like, you know, being a good human being. (laughs) a productive member of society in a healthy healthy hectic everybody's family is different but I mean approach things in a way that um it's easily digestible for a child if that makes sense and in my case um I spent a big chunk of my time um being around Other students and teachers and having to learn to fend for myself in that sense and because of that and because I was in an environment of other children who were competing to do well I would say that it stemmed from that and then also it also stemmed from um, my parents and also um, other family members who would look after me like my aunts and uncles who'd look after me and all these things and my and other guardians that were involved in my upbringing and I say this not to offend anybody but I do say this that I was put in a position where I always had to ensure that whenever I did anything or whenever I was spoken of it was always a good thing. And an example of this would be: oh, Catherine is very good at sports because I did a lot of cross country back in the day. I know it, it sounds wild, but I did a lot of cross country back in the day, and I was relatively good at it. Also did ballet and I was also quite good at it. And <laughs> and from there I thought, oh, okay, I get um, I get <laughs> affirmations or um, uplifted or validated that's the word at I was five remember and still growing (laughs) when I do very well in these particular things and I was also quite quite I was also (laughs) very good at um, things like history and English And because I was really a fan of like knowing like current affairs history and all these things that happened way back when, particularly African history, um, Western history, whatever history it was, whatever fascinated me at that point in time, I literally did everything I could to find out as much information as possible of that one thing. And with that approach stemmed by perfectionism (laughs) which was not necessarily the healthiest thing but it did happen so yeah that's where I think it stemmed from my formidable years and then it just kind of continued with me all the way to high school to university and in my adult life and I did touch on like how it can be unhealthy and the instances where it was affecting my relationships with people with friends in particular because they would be thinking like why on earth are you this um intolerable person (laughs) who's always just like so difficult and stubborn always wanting to do things a specific way because you think that's the right way because it's worked before and it's not nice and I appreciate that I do have friends who are very forthcoming with me and tell to tell me like listen we love you but you need to calm down (laughs) we love you but you need to calm down so I think I mentioned that I did tend to become a bit stubborn (laughs) I don't know if it's a zodiac um, astrology correlation because not many people might believe in um, astrology like that Um, because I if you were to put me in the spectrum there I would classify as a Capricorn and (laughs) Capricorns are considered extremely hard-working people And naturally adverse to trying to do things in a specific way that borders on perfectionism. And (laughs) it is hard for me to be reasonable when I am trying to do a specific task in a specific way in my way. And I have clashed with a lot of people because of it. Family members too, friends, work colleagues and everything. But because life is all about growth and lessons, there's always a lesson to be learned where I was always trying my best to make sure that I would rise above that and go the extra mile to ensure that i learned from how my behavior was affecting others and then from there take that and find more more amiable ways to approach um tasks subjects etc etc so that um i (laughs) i could achieve my goals but then also to work with other people. And I will not lie to you. It was extremely hard for me to work in teams because usually as a perfectionist, when I do things alone, it, everything happens as quickly and, and to the level of um, satisfactoriness in my head. And I think also with that mentality, it made it very hard for me to make friends because it's hard to come across people who might understand the type of person you are when you are this way. But then also in the same breath, it's hard for people to interact with me. And I kind of create an atmosphere where I come off a standoffish, cold, um, unapproachable, <laughs> um, bitch. That is a common word that was used <laughs> from my youth, even up until now, um, in terms of like how people perceived me because of how I behaved and how whenever I was trying to do something, um, they didn't necessarily understand where this was coming from. So it is very hard for a perfectionist to be flexible. Yet, understanding, <laughs> and it's a it's a continuous process. It's a continuous process. I'm not gonna lie. I do work on myself consistently to make sure that I'm able to work well in teams, um, interact with others as efficiently and capably as I can, and yeah, just to be a good, tolerable human being in general. I mean. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to be that girl with no friends, you know, (laughs) because that would suck. So those are just like some of the things that um, uh, might make it difficult for a perfectionist to find reason. (laughs) Then some lessons I've learned on my journey. Um, It's hard for perfectionism or perfectionists to make friends. (laughs) <laughs> that was the hardest one. I'm not I I'm I'm I do like spending time alone. I really enjoy spending time alone, but I know that for health reasons and for <laughs> mental health reasons, I should not isolate myself on a consistent basis because then I will drive myself insane with my own thoughts and feelings and put myself into a depression. So I I do try my best to interact with other humans, you know. Hi human, you want a human with me? <laughs> kind of thing. Um yeah, like it is so important for me to make friends and meet new people. And I'm not saying that, oh my God, it's like the best thing and the only thing you can do as a perfectionist, make friends and then your life is solved. No, I'm just saying that um, it, it puts into perspective other people from different backgrounds and per- different walks of life and puts into perspective just how different everyone is and makes you appreciate like the differences everybody has Because there's no one way to do one thing. And that is the second lesson I've learned. There's no one way to do just one thing. There's always multiple ways to come to a resolve or a solution. And it is so important that you know that because like, as a stubborn person... (laughs) You know you come across the people who are like it's your it's my way or the highway like i know it sounds very abrasive and very final and then people cut people off quickly like that and you don't want your address book to be empty i mean you want you want when you're older you know you want like more people to be around you well Keep your circles, keeping circles small or big, however you prefer to live. But um, those, um, that those are two lessons so far. Another thing I've learned about the journey of perfectionism is that failure is inevitable. I think for me, the hardest thing that I've ever had to deal with was my reaction and how I choose to grow from failure I've had a lot of failures in life, a lot, but um, discussing all of those are like another podcast entirely, but a lot of failures have taught me to be a better person because then, like I said, as a stubborn person, I found that I had to learn other alternative ways to find solutions and a resolve, and it forced me to evaluate everything around me and my effect in that way and, like, how I approached those things. So that was um, one of the hardest things that I've ever had to learn, which was, like, failure is inevitable, but how you grow from it and how you um, rise above it is super important. And then another lesson that I learned as well is that um, feedback is a gift. And I hear this a lot from my friend, Isna. Yeah, I'm mentioning (laughs) names here. But she's definitely taught taught me that feedback is so crucial and important and not malicious um, attacks to your character because she was quite clear in that. It was more like feedback in terms of you taking reflection and then taking that and like what are you going to do with this information to make your life better and in 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 turn make other people um lives better around you because then they can stand and tolerate to be around you really <laughs> sorry they are children outside my office window who are making noise um sorry about that but um that's something to to think about another lesson if I were to think of anything right now is that life is full of surprises and and I've learned that it is better to never be reactive you know so immediately it's better for you to like look at life and find better ways to um analyze and evaluate first before reacting and responding because sometimes when something is happening you react with immediate effect and then that ends up being quite negative majority of the time but um if you evaluate or just take even like five seconds to like just think about like a healthy response that usually tends to be very helpful because then you can get a better result or you will get a better response from the environment and the people that are around you when you approach things with compassion and empathy, but also mostly understanding. Yeah. And that is me, you guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please reach out on YouTube. I am very, very interactive on the comments. And you can also reach me on Instagram, Chats with Kath, and also on my email, chatswithcath at gmail.com. And yeah, let's continue this conversation. Because I don't think I'm the only one who is a, <coughs> who's a perfectionist. Because my level of perfectionism goes into mild ocd territory and mild ocd territory means that i color coordinate my clothes and shoes (laughs) color i alphabetize my books Um, i i um, arrange things in a specific way for things to be symmetrical it's 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 yeah and also the way i clean (laughs) i clean to the point where people like yikes your house is so clean it's cold and that's not that's not that's not a good compliment i like clean spaces but um i don't want it to be like to the point people are uncomfortable in being in my spaces Because I want people to feel welcome and at home when I want people around me. (laughs) Um, That's, yeah, it's, it's just been a continuous journey. And yeah, I'm happy to discuss this and share this journey with you. And that is me. With that being said, you guys, go with God and see you soon in the next episode. Ciao!